Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for week 15 of the NFL season. I am your host, Chris Raybon. And on today's show, we'll talk about the Thursday night football DFS slate. We'll dive into the week 15 main slate and build some lineups on FanDuel and DraftKings. Here, as always, to break it down with me, one of the top fantasy rankers in the game, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Um, you've been at like the last two primetime games. Are you going to be at this game too? <laughs> nah, I'm not, going, to, Seahawks? Oh, not going out to uh, to Seattle. But Fair uh, enough. yeah, there, there's a lot of Rams and, and Charger primetime games kind of over. coming up. Yeah, right? but I yeah. think they play each other at one point, so I don't really want to see that. But uh, is there is there a good one we should go to? Like, uh, nah, there's a there's a, a wait window. The Titans are playing the Chargers in a wait window next week, which is kind of interesting because hmm. you know, King Henry. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like it's uh, a bad run defense. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that one I guess I'd consider. But uh, yeah, there's like one where they play each other, and then there's one on Christmas where the Rams play the Broncos. So not going to that obviously. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's jump into this Thursday night football slate. Just want to shout out our contest winner from this week, Mark C Nine. Thanks for the review, Mark C Nine. Hit up podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your free year of Action Pro. And to anyone that enjoys the pod, be sure to leave us a five-star review and we'll pick our favorite one and you get a free year of Action Pro. All right, let's get into Thursday night football. We got the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Big news for San Francisco. Obviously, Debo Samuel will not play. Brock Purdy banged up, but it looks like he is going to play. Kenneth Walker uh, is questionable. Uh, I believe he was estimated as limited. Hmm. Uh, on Monday. So it looks like uh, he could be back for Seattle, but who do you like in a captain spot? Uh, Got to go Christian McCaffrey here. Um, he is dealing with a knee injury. Um, so that's something to pay attention to on the short week. Um, either way, uh, I'm assuming he will play and I'm assuming they will lean heavily on him here uh, against the Seahawks 
who are a great matchup. You know, they've allowed the most PPR points per game against opposing running backs. Uh, so it's a good spot. Like you said, Debo Samuel's out. Uh, Brock Purdy's banged up. So, you know, they're going to want to lean heavily on uh, Chris McCaffrey. So he's clearly, you know, the optimal captain play here, um, assuming he's closer to 100%. So I'm not going to get too crazy here. I think there's a lot of interesting dart throws that we can take. So I think just going chalking the captain slot makes sense on this uh, slate. Yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is just so far above everyone else. I think you have to, you know, have the most exposure yeah. to him in a captain spot, you know, against the Seattle team that, I mean, they could not stop the Panthers from running the football uh, a week ago. And they ranked 31st in DVOA on passes to running backs, in addition to ranking 26th in run defense DVOA. So this is a bad run defense. And if you saw that Panther-Seattle game, you know, I mean, there was no secret about it. Panthers were just lining up, running the football, and Seattle could not stop. It didn't matter who it was, the first string, yeah. second string, third string. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like McCaffrey in this spot. I, I think he, you know, obviously Metcalf, Lockett, uh, you could have a big game, but uh, the projection for McCaffrey just – it's so much higher. All right, uh, who do you like for Darthos? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, they're okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. So the Fortnite side, uh, got to go with Ray Ray McLeod here. He is, he's essentially Debo's direct replacement. And while he's nowhere near as talented as Debo, um, it, it is a role that could come in handy in this matchup. You know, I think the 49ers offense be pretty conservative here, especially with Debo out. But, you know, McLeod's a guy that they can use heavily around the line of scrimmage, uh, including direct handoffs. He saw three carries last week for seven yards. That's, you know, that's similar how the Steelers used him as well when he was in Pittsburgh. So I think he has a pretty high floor here. And again, he has a high ceiling just being in Debo's role. He could end up getting three, four, maybe five catches here. So on a one-game slate like this um, uh, against the Seahawks, I think he's the way to go. Uh, and then on the Seattle side, got to go with Marquise Goodwin. Uh, he's their clear number three wide receiver right now with D. Eskridge on IR. Um, Goodwin ran route on 79% of Geno's dropbacks last week. Uh, unfortunately, he had a good game. He, he caught five balls for 95 yards and a touchdown. So his roster ship might be a bit inflated here, but I still like him on the one-game slate. The 49ers, you know, they ranked top 10 in DVOA against uh, top two wide receivers, and they ranked 31st against all other wide receivers. Um, so, you know, the Niners, they're going to focus on trying to slow down uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So that could allow, you know, Goodwin to get open for a couple of big plays. And that's really what we're looking for on a single game slate like this. So give me a uh, Goodwin on the Seahawks side. Yeah, uh, I like Goodwin as well. He's actually pretty priced up. He's not really even dart throw. No, he's 6,400. Oh. He's like mid-tier at this point. That, that'll probably help curb his roster ship then uh, just coming off the, the good game last week. So that makes me like him even more. Yeah, and I love McLeod too. I, you know, I think he, like you said, he's the the Debo replacement. He, you know, he can get some things going against zone coverage uh, that the Seahawks like to run. But I'm gonna go Jordan Mason uh, in nice. this spot. You know, he got 11 carries uh, against the Bucks, and this is a matchup where the Niners, you know, just because their overall team strength is so strong, uh, they could be in another very positive game script here. And uh, it is a short week, so either way. I think, you know, you might see him take on that full Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell role and potentially even get 14, 15 carries in this spot. I mean, we've seen Mitchell do that. Uh, Mason, 8 and 11 the last two games. So 
Uh, really like Mason. And on the uh, Seattle side, uh, I go with Noah Fant. I think, you know, he's kind of priced down here. And uh, he's one of their top route runners versus zone coverage. And the Niners play a lot of zone. So, uh, you know, Seattle is going to use all these tight ends uh, on the field uh, in addition to to Goodwin. So uh, Fant's getting the most routes out of those tight ends. He's getting more than Disley, more than Parkinson, who's a number three. So uh, like Fant uh, to pop here, just kind of a bet on talent in that, uh, you know, for Seattle. They don't really have any other clear dart throws that you like. They're not really playing – their fourth receiver a ton, uh, Fredwell. He's only getting a couple of uh, routes per game. So really not many other places to go with Seattle besides the tight ends. Yeah, no, I love the Mason call. Um, you know, he is clearly CMC's backup. Um, and like you said, he's the full Elijah Mitchell. Uh, Ty Davis Price was inactive. He was a healthy scratch. Kind of reminds me of the Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell <laughs> thing last year where, yep. uh, you know, Mason was undrafted. Davis Price is a third round pick. It's very similar, but that's that goes to show that's the 49ers offense for you. But I think he's a good leverage play. Um, clearly, CMC is the best play on this slate, should be the captain play on most of your teams. But uh, you got to have some lineups where you use Jordan Mason and no Christian McCaffrey, just in case, you know, McCaffrey gets he's already entering the game banged up, but he could re injure himself or something. Uh, and Mason could have a huge game. So I like having a couple of lineups with just Mason in it and CMC is good leverage on a site like this. Yeah. What do you think about uh use check here in this one? Oh yeah. Played yeah, 41 oh. snaps uh last game. Long pass to the fullback. Got a nice block from the fullback. How many tackles can one man break? Oh, look at the fullback. Down the sideline. We're doing our best to, to keep the fullback position alive and thriving. Make fullbacks great again. Yeah, uh, obviously, you know, you were attacking his unders um, when they signed Christian McCaffrey, but I think with Debo out, that gives him a path to see a couple extra targets. But yeah, he's one of the better fullbacks when it comes to just usage. Like you said, he's uh, Kyle usage. Uh, he, <laughs> you know, he's, he's going to see uh 40% routes run rate or something. So he could easily catch three or four balls. And on a say like this, that is certainly uh, more than enough. So what, what do you think about What's his price right now? Is he, is he cheap enough? Uh, he's like dirt cheap. He on DraftKings, he is 3k. So he's priced up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would definitely use, I mean, he played 41 snaps, didn't really do much, only two catches on two targets for seven yards, but uh, you know, he could be very involved with this. You know, they they got to try to keep it on the ground. So, I, you know, I think McLeod is a gadget guy. I think Mason. And I mean, uh, you know, and because it's a short week, I would even take some dark throws on the third running back, whether it is Davis Price or they elevate Tevin Coleman. Mm. Just because, as you mentioned, McCaffrey's banged up and it's a short week and there's no Debo. So now you could get a third back involved not necessarily like it might not be mcleod for just the full debo role so yeah i think i think uh davis price or coleman is, is a good dart throw just pay attention to who they elevate if they elevate coleman he's going to be the third back uh, if they don't it's going to be davis price yeah and on uh seattle side nick Bollar, we can just safely ignore him um yeah. i yeah. don't think he's seen a touch this year but he nope. he is their fullback yeah he plays a couple snaps here and there but usually it's run blocking hasn't yep one day they'll probably do a play fake them at the goal line, but uh, they'll probably be here now that we're uh, <laughs> talking shit about him. But can safely ignore him usually and be I fine with that. I don't think he has a route this year. Uh, yeah, I don't think he does either. Yeah, no touches. Nope.
All right, uh, jump into the main slate. Who do you like for stacks? Uh, well, it's tough right now because everyone's hurt, but uh, I, I like two cheaper ones. Um, you know, I do like Mike White if he plays and Garrett Wilson um, against the Lions. Uh, both are still way too cheap. Uh, they, they have a high ceiling, of course, against the Lions. It could, you know, the total is pretty low for a Lions game. Like you said, on the road, they're typically lower scoring. Their defense has been much better of late, but um, th this is still a stack that interests me and they're cheaper coming off a pretty disappointing game, but that, that was a tough matchup against the bills and Mike white took a big hit. So uh, I like reinvesting in on them this week could be, you know, lower owned. Uh, and then I have to go with Desmond Ritter, Drake London stack. I've just been waiting way too long for this. Um, you know, Ritter's making his first start this week. Uh, while he's probably far from perfect, he probably is an upgrade over Marcus Mariota, at least in terms of getting Drake London the ball. Um, and Ritter has some sneaky rushing upside himself. I don't think he's a run quite as much as Mariota, but he does. He is kind of a dual threat quarterback. So I like him in DFS. And both these guys are just way too cheap. Even Zacchaeus is like near min price. So I, I am interested in kind of stacking this offense before people can see Ritter in action. But I think he'll have a pretty good debut. Um, and they're facing the Saints, so they could throw a bit more here. And uh, just just a reason to invest in Drake Lennon this week by stacking him with uh, Desmond Ritter. Yeah, you know, I, I was looking at that, too. I think that's a real interesting one because there's just a lot of uncertainty, and that's kind of what you yeah. want uh, in these stacks. Uh, but uh, love the like, Mike White call uh, as well. Also love uh, Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb this week. Uh, Dak is down to 6,200 on DraftKings, so he's only 200 more than Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and he's had some kind of you know, shaky games these last few in terms of his fantasy production, around 15 to 18 points. But uh, this Jaguar defense is 30th against the pass, 16th against the run. So I think, you know, at, whereas last week it really set up for the running backs and they, they both you know put up good games, I think this one sets up a little bit more for Dak to, to throw it around. So uh, like Dak stacked with the uh, lamb. And also I like Latavius Murray Broncos D stack here. You know, this, nice. is, this is actually a winnable game for them at home, you know, facing a backup quarterback. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with the quarterback situation for them, but either way, I think they're going to be pretty run heavy, whether it is ripping or, you know, Wilson coming back uh, against this Cardinal D. So uh, like Murray here, expecting to get 18 plus touches, and this Bronco defense isn't really that expensive, and it's still one of the better defenses uh, in the in the league. I know they've got got some guys banged up compared to earlier in the year, but uh, they still should be able to get decent pressure. They still, you know, they picked Mahomes three times last week. I uh, got a couple of picks the week before as well, so uh, like this Bronco D Murray. Uh, if the Broncos are gonna finally get another win, uh, this stack should pay off. The Broncos D is only 2,700. Am I yep. seeing that correctly? Yep. yep. Okay, we'll have to use them for our DK lineup then. Uh, who do you like for dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Uh, so for dart throws at quarterback, I got to go with Mac Jones. Um, he's basically, he's been priced, right, at 5K um, against the Raiders. So we we have no clue which running backs or wide receivers um, he'll have active this week. But it's still a good matchup against the Raiders. They rank dead last in DVOA against the pass. Um, I think this will be sort of a pass heavy game script. And, you know, we just saw the Raiders allow Baker Mayfield to beat them when he barely knew the playbook. He had what less than two days to learn it. I um, mean, he was still able to have a good game. So I think Mac Jones, despite being in price, I can't imagine his roster ship's going to be over, you know, three, 5% here. Um, so I like taking him. 
um, in some spots. And then for running back, it's always tough to find dart throws, but got to go with Boston Scott here against the Bears. He's 4,100. And last week he operated as the clear number two running back. I'm not sure what happened uh, with Kenneth Gainwell. This seems to happen with him from time to time, but he only saw one catch for zero yards. Um, you know, Scott could see an uptick in volume and what should be another easy win against, you know, really bad defense in the Bears. And you have to imagine, you know, the Eagles might start limiting how many times Jalen Hurts or Miles Sanders uh, run the ball. So we could see Scott, you know, see an uptick in usage here. And he's always a threat for a vulture touchdown as well. So I like him uh, in this spot at 4,100. Um, and then two receivers I like. Uh, the first one's Denzel Mims um, against the Lions. He's 3K. And uh, it looks like Corey Davis, you know, he's in the concussion protocol. Probably going to miss this week. So Mims, he's his direct replacement. Should see 70, 75% routes on reach. And I still think he's, you know, extremely underrated. He hasn't really had a chance to shine. The NFL hasn't seen uh, much playing time. So he could break out in a spot like this where I think he's going to be a full-time player. Uh, and it's a pretty good matchup this week against the Lions as well. Uh, and then uh, Olmede Zacchaeus. Uh, he's 3,400 this week. He's a sneaky play with Desmond Renner uh, making his debut as well. Um, he's the clear number two target uh, behind Trake London. And he has the occasional game where he goes off like week 12. <laughs> he had five catches for 91 yards. Sometimes he'll catch a long touchdown. Um, so he's definitely worth uh, a flyer at this price. You usually don't see top two targets in offense this cheap. So I like Zacchaeus as a dart throw as well. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. I mean, Ritter, I just think, you know, there's so much uncertainty that it makes sense to just kind of, you know, go off the board with him. You mentioned London, Zacchaeus. Yeah, GPP only. No, um, don't invest in the Falcons passing offense in cash <laughs> games ever. Let me be clear about that. This is GPP only. Yeah, I, I would hope people <laughs> understand that. Uh, uh, all right, for me, I'm going uh, for running back. The two Texans backs, uh, Dare Agumbawawe is at 4,700 on DraftKings and Burkhead's at 46. I think you're going to probably see something uh, of a 50-50 split, but, you know, as long as you don't play them in the same lineup, uh, you could kind of, you know, there's a there's a chance that one of them could operate as the weed back. My guess would be it would be Agumbawawe. He's kind of taken over that, that number two role as of late. Uh, I don't know if it's because Burkhead's been banged up, but they've been kind of phasing out Burkhead in terms yeah. of carries anyway. So uh, we've seen Agumba Wale have a couple of games. I think he was on the Jags when he was a, a feature back, and he's pretty productive. Yeah. So uh, Agumba Wale would be my my first choice, but could be Burkhead as well. Remember, he had some games last year where, you know, he, mm-hmm. he stepped this time This time last yeah, year, too. Yeah, so I think both of those guys are, are worth, uh, worth some dart throws. And then for wide receiver uh kind of mirroring your jets except i'm going elijah moore he's only three and 3600 and he's their true number two wide. he ran around 92 percent of the time last week so that uh that was you know back up to his normal rate i think we talked about this like you know he might eventually start hitting his normal you know early season rate again now that he's kind of working his way back into the good graces of the coaching staff and yeah you know zach wilson isn't holding him back anymore so uh, really like Elijah Moore. I mean, he's if you told if you told me Elijah Moore is going to be thirty six hundred in week fifteen, and he was drafted as what a top thirty wide receiver. Yep. I think. Yeah, so I, I think he's a he's a must play. Uh, you got to get some exposure to him, uh, and then Rashid Shahid, three thirty two hundred. You know, he's still people, they're not realizing that this guy is starting for the Saints now, and he's been doing it for the last three games. He ran around on. 66% of the dropbacks three games ago, 
then it went up to 69 and then 73% in the game before the buy. So he's been trending up and he, he's been that other perimeter receiver along with the Lave on the outside. And then Landry's been in the slot. Uh, I think that'll continue. And, uh, you know, he's a very explosive player, you know, sees a, a pretty high a dots and, uh, can get a rush attempt, you know, returns kicks as well. So just a lot of ways for him to hit. And you could, you could even stack him with the Falcons, uh, with the saints defense. Cause they are going against a rookie quarterback in Devin. Yeah. So a lot of ways to play Rashid Shahid. We really like him. I just think he's a, he's a good player. He's, you know, he's way too cheap regardless of the circumstances. And then the two Bengals receivers looks like Tyra Boyd's definitely going to be out with the finger and, from the looks of it, T. Higgins uh, may not go either. So I think Trenton Irwin would be the guy. If only one of them misses, Trenton Irwin would still see, you know, probably 80, 90% of the snaps. He's 3,600. But uh, because Boyd's out, uh, you could also see a lot of Trent Taylor who ran around over 90% of the time last week too. So uh, like both of them, Irwin, if only one of them's out, but uh, both of them out, I like Irwin and Taylor because uh, you are catching passes from Joe Burrow and there's still going to be no Hayden Hurst. It looks like. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Irwin and Taylor, I mean, these guys could these guys could get, you know, five, six, seven targets from uh, one of the better quarterbacks in the league here. Yeah, no, I love the Shahid call. We were absolutely using him in our DK <laughs> lineup. I cash in on that uh, 40 to one odds to to lead the Monday Night Football matchup nice. in receiving yards. But yeah, he just has a massive ceiling and he's getting a ton of playing time. Uh, so that's a great combo. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, let's uh, let's go to DraftKings and uh, build a lineup for the main slate. Uh, you can start us off. All right, Rashid Shahid, let's do it. <laughs> All right, now we have a million dollars left. God, he is way too cheap. Yeah. Good matchup too, man. Uh, I'm going to go with... Let's go with Latavius Murray at 5,100. All right, let's stack him with the Broncos defense. Twenty seven hundred for the Broncos D. So we got an average of sixty five hundred for quarterback, running back, two wide receivers, tight end, flex. Let's go, Dak. Quarterback sixty two hundred. Nice. Um, let's see. Got ETN sticks out with his price, but man, he has been dreadful lately. Um, 
Let's go uh, Garrett Wilson at 6K. All right. I'm going to stack Dak with C.D. Lamb at 7,300. You know, coming off the quiet game, 20 points in the two games prior to that, just eight points in full PPR last week. So I like the bounce back spot for him against that bottom three Jags D. So we got 6,500 still average running back flex. Oh, man. Um, Let's go with the tight end here. Uh, I think Ingram obviously is going to be pretty chalky at 3,800. I think that gives us an opportunity to take a Quanco at 3,100. I don't think his roster ship will be where it should be yet. Um, and like I said, we we really haven't seen where his ceiling could be because he's been limited by the playing time. So he's just a guy I'm still trying to invest in right now. So let's go with him. All right. So that gives us 8,200. Yeah. Feel free to uh, running back and flat. Spend some cash. Uh, a VIP player here. We got two coming up. Let's go with uh, Jamar Chase in the flex. Nice. Yeah, there's, it looks like there, there'll probably be no Higgins and Boy. That's the mo- and Hurst. So this could just be a monster uh, target kind of game, target share kind of game for Jamar Chase. So uh, eight hundred. Yeah. You still have eighty one, so you can still get any running back except Austin Eckler. <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, you were talking about Irwin and Trent Taylor being Darth Rose, which is obviously a good call, but you know Jamar Chase because it's yeah. Go nuclear here. Um, okay, well, we already have a Quanquo, so can't go Derrick Henry, unfortunately. Um, God, and Jacobs is banged up a bit. I mean, he's every week they say that. He's fine. We saw uh, that would leave us with zero dollars left over. That's no fun. Ooh, but there's really nobody. Oh, oh well, what we could do is um double up at tight end. Uh Kelsey's 7,800 against the Texans. Uh, no, might we have running back. We need a running back. Oh, oh, I, you! I forgot you took Chase in the flex. Yeah. I thought that I had an opening in the flex. I mean, we could, we could. Uh, I'm trying to think. No, no, no. I'll take, I'll take Josh Jacobs. Okay. I just have to have zero dollars left over. No big deal. Did you see the the optimal lineup for the last showdown slate? No. Did you see what that looked like? That, what was it? What the? Oh the, my the, the, God. The Patriots one. Yeah, yeah, last night. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was like nobody was expensive. Yeah. It was, it like, was like $29,000 left over. You had the optimal lineup. It was like both kickers, both defenses, and, of course, James Conner in the captain slot. Um, but, yeah, that was that was a hell of a showdown slate. Um, but, yeah, this time we'll have $0 left over. No big deal. All right. So we got Dak Prescott, 6,200 at Jacksonville. Uh, running backs, Latavius Murray, 5,100 against the Cards. Josh Jacobs. 8,100 against the Pats. Wide receivers, CeeDee Lamb stacked with Dak, 7,300 against the Jags. Garrett Wilson at 6K against Detroit. Rashid Shaheed at 3,200 against the Falcons. And we got Jamar Chase in the flex at 8,300 against the Bucks with Chigo Conquo at tight end. 3,100 at the Chargers. And we got the Broncos D stacked with Murray, 2,700 at home against Arizona. Let's go to Fandu now. All right, I'll start it off here. Let's go with James Conner at 7,200. Nice. Should be a good bet for right. a touchdown. Yeah, I love him this week. Um, let's go with uh let's go with another running back. I like, especially on FanDuel, uh Deontay Foreman this week. Um, just how run heavy they've been. Um they're favored against uh Pittsburgh, I would imagine. So yeah, yep. let's go. It's could be a Foreman game. 6,400 for Foreman. 
All right, let's stack former with the Carolina D at forty two hundred. Nice. So we got about seven K left for quarterback, three wide receivers, tight end flex. Okay. Um, let's go with uh, Zay Jones. Yeah. Uh, usually he's way too cheap on DraftKings, but uh, he's sixty three hundred on FanDuel. I know it's a tougher matchup, but he's just been way too good this year to pass up at that price. All right. I feel like Zay Jones is sort of the T Higgins of this year. Right. Yeah. No, he's been great. Except that one game against Detroit. Oh, go figure. Oh, yeah. Go figure. <laughs> okay. What do you think in a quarterback? Like, it's kind of uh, pricing's pretty good. I guess Dak's too cheap again on this side, but. Yeah. Let's see. Dak's too cheap. Like, Brady's cheap if, if you think he's going to do good, but. No, I don't. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, quarterback. Let's yeah. Let's go with Justin Herbert, eighty three hundred against Titans. Oh yeah. I figured they asked. It's it's a it's a pretty big pass funnel defense there. Yeah. Well, I said I said for Trevor Lawrence, despite the good matchup, um, and you poo pooed that, but um, I, I'd say it's really good for quarterbacks. Terrible for running backs, right? So yeah. Look, Trevor Lawrence just went off like we all predicted. Um, well, thank you. Now I have to figure out who to. Who the hell are we stacking Herbert with? Um, so we have should we pick two guys? If you want. Yeah, let's see. Um, what's Mike? Oh, Mike Williams is he's cheap enough. Um, yeah, let's go with Mike Williams for his upside. He's a better fan duel play as well. So let's go with him. All right. So that's 7,200 for Mike. So we got 6,800 wide receiver, tight end flex. Uh okay, let's see. Tight end. Let's go Dalton Schultz here against that bottom nice. Jags. Yeah, because we got Zay Jones as well. So yeah, uh, we'll reverse uh little mini game stack there. Yep. We got 6950 for a wide receiver and a flex on FanDuel. Uh yeah, let's go Drake London. Why the hell not? He's uh 6300. We didn't take him on DK, I don't think. So let's go with London. Yeah, he's probably not gonna get a ton of volume either way, so probably need a touchdown. Right. So it makes a it makes for a better fan to play. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we got seventy six hundred for a flex. Let's Not too many options in that range, right? Like yeah, so we got Camara, but we would have no money left over. Right? That's a good one. Um, Pacheco, Zeke, Jerry Judy. Oh well, we got Connor, so we don't want him. Juju, Devonte Smith. Chicago is pretty zone heavy, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, if 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 you need an extra two hundred dollars, uh, to spend, there's some options. Uh, wide receiver like pivot off London, just looking for more wiggle room if you need it. Now let's go. Uh, yeah, let's go. Devonte Smith, seventy two hundred. Oh, nice. Before can the table, he's a top. I have him as a top twenty wide receiver this week. That that Chicago defense is bad. He's doesn't bad. need many catches to uh, crush either. Yeah, you see that catch, his touchdown against the Jets? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Just, like, ridiculous. Yeah, I was showing some slight value on his under, but I was like, no way. He's one of those players that you just can't you can't really fade him. Yeah, I mean, it's just, this team is too good right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, he's got a touchdown in two straight, three of the last five, yeah. uh, and uh, he's putting up pretty good yardage totals. Too. Uh, Goddard might return this week. Not that it will really impact too much, but I think Goddard's uh, returning this week, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't I haven't seen anything, but yeah, yeah, that's not a you 
Vontae was they were all balling either way. So right, you know, it's it's helped at least funnel just more targets to those two guys, but we're worth noting. Yeah, he's he's uh he could come back. He's working off to the side in practice, so yeah, that's available. But I mean, I don't think they have any like they're not going to rush him because <laughs> yeah. he's sitting in such good position. So I wouldn't be surprised if they keep him out with one. Pro- save him, yeah, save him for next week against the Cowboys. Yeah, but either way, uh, yeah, I like Devontae in this spot. So let's go with him. So seventy two hundred. So we got Herbert at eighty three hundred at quarterback. Connor seventy two hundred uh, at Denver with Foreman. 6,400 against Pittsburgh, a wide receiver, Zay Jones at 6,300 against Dallas, Mike Williams, 7,200 stacked with Herbert against Tennessee, Drake London, 6,300 against the Saints, Dalton Schultz at tight end at 6,500, Devontae Smith in the flex, 7,200 at Chicago, I got the Panthers D stacked with Foreman, 4,200 at home against the Steelers, there we go, that's going to do it for the week 15 fantasy flex fantasy preview episode for more great fantasy content from sean and i check our full player projections episode which is out right now over on the action network podcast channel and every friday morning this season sean and i will have our night shift episode where we break down the sunday night football and monday night football dfs slates actionnetwork.com for all of our fantasy and betting content as well as fantasylabs.com for our dfs tools and models you can find sean on twitter at the underscore odds maker and me at Chris Raybon and at those same handles on the free award winning action network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Action network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24 seven at 1-800 gambler.